What's up, everybody? How are you doing? It is 11.56 in the morning, and I'm on Central Time here in Nashville, Tennessee. I live in Mount Julia, Tennessee, but technically that's Nashville, Tennessee. So welcome back to my YouTube channel, Upload Past Crossroads. And before I get to anything, guys, wherever you're streaming from, wherever you're watching from, thank you so much for your support. So if you're uh, watching the playback from my podcast, Upload Past Crossroads, thanks for tuning in. If you're watching live on my YouTube channel, Upload Past Crossroads, what's up? If you're watching live on my Facebook page or my LinkedIn page, what's up? This is your boy, Sean Christopher Jenkins, a.k.a. Dr. J. All right. And then if you're streaming from my Twitter page, I'm also streaming on my Instagram pages today, my Trouble Don't Last page and my mind underscore daily underscore Bible page. Those Instagram pages, if you're streaming and watching from there, what's up, what's up, what's up, party people? All right, so it's almost midnight on Wednesday, November 2nd, 2022. I got a video, I got a great video in store for you guys, all right? So thanks so much for tuning in. But here goes a few questions for you guys, all right? So, you know, let's, everybody, it's late at night for most people in the United States right now, so... You know, I want you to picture this real quick. Picture yourself just crawling into your bed after what seemed like a great day. You turn off the light, you close your eyes, and you prepare for a peaceful doze of sleep. And then oh, your overthinking begins, right? Is that a picture for anybody right now? This is a video for you if you are struggling with overthinking. So here goes some more questions for you guys. You know, tell me about a time in your life where your thoughts were moving so fast that you couldn't even breathe. You had no peace whatsoever. Or you were just led down a dark path because your mind was racing so fast, right? All these negative thoughts, these thoughts of overthinking, right? So it led you to dark, dark places that you never thought you could ever even go to, right? It led you down having suicidal thoughts or depression or grief, et cetera, right? So is, is that you again? And then also tell me about a time where you were bombarded with negative thoughts and could, could not put an end to the constant barrage of detrimental thoughts in your head. You know, does this describe your situation right now? So is your mind a garden? Is your mind a valley? Is your mind a good and peaceful place to be, right? Is it? And then is your mind a, or is your mind a dark, gloomy and destructive and hellish and awful place to be? Which one, which, what kind of mind do you have, right? So if everyone could come into your mind and see your thoughts and experience your thoughts, would it be a good place to be for them, right? <laughs> and that for most people, let's be real, that's a no, right? And then is overthinking a good thing or a bad thing? So I'm gonna talk about that real quick, overthinking, it can be a good thing and it can be a bad thing. It just depends what you do with the thoughts. And so these are the questions I'm gonna be tackling in this video today. So as you can see, I got a treat for you guys. This video is titled, How to Overcome Overthinking. How to Overcome Overthinking, right? And so I wanna show a, a picture for you guys. So I used this analogy one time on my, uh, actually on my very first YouTube videos. Video. So if you go to my YouTube channel, Upload Past Crossroads, my very first YouTube video, I use this analogy. And let me just show you guys my first YouTube video before I even get into anywhere. My very first YouTube video. And that was such a long time ago, by the way. And it's late. So if I sound tired, you know why. But let me just scroll all the way down. 
so you guys can see my very first YouTube video. I know I titled it like only stupid people speak when they don't know. Yeah, this is the first ever video I did on YouTube. All right, so anyways, uh, besides that video, all right, let's keep on going. So I want you to picture uh, your mind is a garden, right? I know that's a quote, and I'm going to talk about that quote later on in the video, but your mind's a garden, right? And so I asked earlier, is your mind a peaceful place to be? Is your mind, I'm ba and when I ask that question, I'm basically asking, is your mind a, uh, is it filled with calmness? Like, is it, is it a, 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 is it a place of tranquility? right? A place of restfulness and calmness and serenity and stillness and contentment and cool heartedness. Is this, is this your mind? Is this, does this describe your mind, right? What goes on in your thought process? Is it a, is your thought process, is it even, is it an even temperedness place? Is it a cool hearted place? Is it uh, full of com composure and untroubledness? Is it filled with contentment and stillness? Like, does this describe your mind? Or is your mind always racing? Is your mind all in, let me use some antonyms for the word tranquility. Like, is your mind a place of commotion and trouble and chaos? Like, does this describe your mind, right? Uh, it, does, is your mind a place of agitation and being upset and disturbance and loudness and wildness and noise? Like, you see, you can have two different kinds of you could be in two different places at two different times when it comes to your mind. Like in the Bible, Jesus said, you know, love the Lord your God with all your heart, your mind, and your soul. Why did he mention mind? Your heart and your mind and your soul. Because your mind is a powerful place to be. Your heart is a powerful thing. Your soul oh, is even more powerful. So what does your what has your mind right? Your mind is powerful. Your mind can just go racing and be thinking about anything. So this is what I'm be talking about in this video. I'm spoiling it. But which which picture describes your mind? You know, and I I'm, I gotta describe this photo to the people on Instagram who can't see my screen. So I used in my first ever video on YouTube. I used this analogy, and I just said, you know, your mind and your your mind is a garden basically, and so. You know, it could. God wants it to be a peaceful garden. Like, let's say Bambi's hopping in that garden. So you got a deer that's hopping in, in the garden that's enjoying the garden, right? And then you got, uh, you know, the trees are green, so it's perfect weather, right? The, the grass is green. Like, all there is is butterflies, right? And birds and pigeons and a pond, a clear pond, a clear stream with perfect water. Like, no, it's not polluted or anything, right? Everything's perfect and calm. Like I didn't talk about no lions or anything killing each other. No, it's a peaceful and calm place, right? Is that your mind, right? Or is your mind like this? Like is your mind just filled of chaos and dirtiness and filthiness and like just, I mean, just picture the, a bad garden. Picture a bad garden, right? Is your mind a place where like, <laughs> where Bambi's dead there's gnats and there's flies everywhere because it's so dirty in the garden. All right, uh, the grass is corrupted. The, the water is corrupted. It got is polluted with trash. Like, is your mind like that, right? And the reason why I'm doing this video, okay, is because somebody asked me a question on social media, right? And she told me, I'm not gonna say what her name is or anything. She asked me a question 
on my uh twitter page so um yeah before i yeah let me just keep on talking about her real quick so she asked me a question on my social media pe page and she basically asked me um let me just read it so she first asked me if she was allowed to ask me a couple of questions because she liked my social media page so shout out to her like you rock for that right and so she said she wanted to get a different perspective of you know what's going on with her head and her question and stuff so let me read the question right so she said i've been struggling with overthinking i always have my own my whole life yeah she's always been struggling with overthinking her whole life and she really tries hard to let god take control and show her what's wrong and what's right but someday she just can't seem to pull herself out of her own thoughts and she and then she's led towards getting angry because of this right and she doesn't know what to do right and so many of you guys so you guys know on my social media page i love to answer people's questions on social media and i always do a video like this on my youtube channel answering people's questions and stuff so prayerfully i already know she's not the only person struggling with this because i sometimes i struggle with overthinking i think everybody does to some extent right so if you want to see more videos of the questions i answered uh from you know the questions i answered from the questions i get on social media check out this playlist on my youtube channel upper past crossroads the, the playlist is called questions from social media and so you'll see all the different questions i answered on social media before but anyways let's give, go back to this girl's question so uh she so just in case she's watching well after she watches this after i do the video um yeah so for you um i'm not gonna say what your name is even though i really want to you know give you a shout out and everything like that to get more followers and stuff like that but i'll just leave it confidential because you told me if i if you don't like the video then you're just gonna tell me to delete it so now you can't tell me to delete it but anyways like that all right let's keep on going all right so yeah let's get to the question so again the question was so we can always know this is the whole point of the video right this is the question she says she struggles with overthinking and she always has struggled with overthinking and she tries really hard to let god take control right and to show her what's right and what's wrong but someday she just can't seem to pull herself out of her own thoughts and then she's led to be angry because of this right it's really because of those negative thoughts that she gets angry right because everybody's like that when you overthink too much so and she doesn't know what to do but i'm about to tell you what to do right i got you all right so let's get to it man so first thing i want to say to you guys and anybody else who struggle with um overthinking is, is you're not alone right you're not alone like i'm a thinker and as a thinker i ponder i speculate i uh ruminate what's the word it's a word i'm trying to use but basically i evaluate and i explore everything right i dissect i analyze i muse i do i do that with everything in my in my thought process right so i tend to overthink things as well so if it was possible i could think things that i should not be given uh space to in my mind to death so i could always be thinking thoughts like that so do you dwell on mistakes and analyze them in great detail as well you know do you recall the sorrows and headaches of your past like a broken record is this you you know how do you overthink right uh do you think thoughts like if only what if or i should have 
you know, woulda, coulda, shoulda. I did a video on that on my YouTube uh, channel. And this is actually how I overthink, guys. It's like, I, li I like to be real vulnerable with everybody and relevant and just, you know, share my struggles and anything to help somebody else. But um, yeah, so for me, woulda, coulda, shoulda. I did a video titled that, woulda, coulda, shoulda on my YouTube channel. And the playlist that is under on my YouTube channel is Living With Regret. So I did a lot of videos on my YouTube channel just talking about living with regret. And so, guys, in this life, man, for me, I struggle with um, with that video. I was just talking about doing the right thing, right? <laughs> on that Living With Regret playlist, I talked about a lot on my YouTube channel just how, like, the biggest thing I regret when I was uh, in my life is just uh, – when I was younger, I, first of all, I didn't lose my virginity until I was 26. And so obviously just with saying that, I didn't play around with all the women that I could have played around with, right? Like if I knew a girl wasn't my wife when I was younger, I didn't even bother playing around with them. I didn't bother even entertaining them if I knew they were interested in me. Even when they try to pursue me, I'd be like, you're not my wife. Like, calm down. Like, I need you to go. I'm focused on the Lord. I'm going to study and just spend time with God and read the Bible. So that's how I, that's what I did, right? And so in living like that, it comes with a cost, all right? Everybody say they want to be a virgin, but let me show you how it is for a virgin, right? So when you're living like that and you're doing the right thing, I did a video on my YouTube channel called uh, Never Regret Doing the Right Thing. And it's on a Living With Regret playlist on my YouTube channel, Upper Past Crossroads. So never living with regret. No, I mean, never regret doing anything right, right? <laughs> Never regret doing the right thing in that video. So, guys, like in life, you're gonna you're gonna have regret no matter what, right? So you can either have good regret, you can have bad regret. That's what I talked about in the video. So obviously, uh, as a Christian, you should strive to have good regret, not bad regret. Bad regret is doing things you know you should have have done, and you're being disobedient to the Bible and all that stuff. So it leads you down a path you could have avoided if you just would obey God and everything he's told you to do and just do the right thing, right? For example, not having sex with everybody you see, because obviously that's going to backfire on you, right? So <laughs> yeah, everybody you see, you get what I said, everybody you see, right? So yeah, what was I talking about? But anyways, yeah, so like you can have good regret, bad regret. So for me, I have a lot of good regret, but however, with good regret and doing the right thing, like just because you do the right thing doesn't mean it's easy, right? You're still going to have regret. You're going to wish you would have, you know, I just wonder what my life would have been like if I would have had a lot of women, if I would have did those things with those, uh, with women that I had an opportunity to do stuff with instead of saying no, right? But, you know, what is that going to do? What is that? Like, <laughs> is that, is that going to make me happy? Is that going to change? Like, you know, so that's what happens when you overthink, right? And so this is what I'm talking about. Like I asked everybody a question, you know, do your thoughts, do you have thoughts like, you know, if only, what if, or I should have, you know, woulda, coulda, shoulda, right? That's how I overthink. So is that you? And then are you, or are you, uh, are your thoughts pure, good, righteous, and perfect? You know, how is your mind? Like, is it, you have good thoughts? You know, is your mind a peaceful place? Like I asked earlier. So, and I asked, what I'm really asking too, is your mind a good place to be, right? For you, because that's, it's your mind, it's your house, it's your temple. How is your mind? Because your mind determines everything. 
I think that's a, that actually is a scripture verse. <laughs> that totally changes everything I'm trying to say. It's so much to tell you guys. It's like uh, whatever a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Yeah, thinketh in his heart, so is he. It's Proverbs 23, 7. Yeah, for as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So your mind is powerful, man. Your mind dictates everything, right? If you have a an awful mindset and a, and a negative mind and a bad mind, you guys get where I'm going at. How can you have a positive life, right? If you have a negative mindset, you know, you got to have a positive mindset. You got to have a positive things and positive thoughts coming into your brain and overthinking can deter you from doing that, right? So let's keep on going, man. There's just so much to tell you guys. So, all right. So, and then last questions I got for you guys too, just to really paint a picture before we go anywhere. You know, do you obsess over everything you say in a day and beat yourselves up over everything you didn't say? I do that all, all the time. This is another way to overthink, right? So I overthink when, when I preach. So even with this video, like right now, it's not going too well because I'm tired. <laughs> so I shouldn't do the video when I have more energy. So I already know after this video, I don't even want to send it to the girl because I think she's going to be like, man, he took forever to get to the freaking point. He, she ain't, It's 17 minutes in. She's not going to watch it all the way through. Like, there's no way. But anyways, I don't know. Like, that's just my thought process. I'm, I'm a perfectionist, right? So yeah, I'm really nitpicky with everything I say and everything I do. I want it to be perfect. Like, otherwise, I'm not going to do it at all, right? So I obsess over stuff like that. I, overthink right so how to overcome overthinking that's the title of this video again so uh, what's another way to overthink you know do you replay conversations over and over again in your mind and agonizing over the smallest de of details and analyzing all the ways in which you could have been wrongly perceived right you know i did that with i actually just did that in board examiners in the african methodist episcopal church there's one lady who was over the whole board of examiners that really stressed me out. She was the only bad apple out of the whole bunch. Like, she just was awful. And man, just, I'll just leave it at that. Like, I overthought that way too much. Way too much, right? And then another thing, like, what's another way to overthink? You know, do you spend hours ruminating on bad thoughts? So reminiscing, thinking about, pondering, considering, do you do this with bad thoughts, spending hours on bad thoughts, right? This is another way to be overthinking, right? Do you rehash the past until everything that seemed good at first now becomes nothing more than a place for of worry and distress, right? So when I uh, that question, when that person asked me that question on Twitter, uh, that that girl, I didn't, I don't know how she overthinks. So I'm just throwing out different scenarios because you can overthink on everything any and everything in life and i asked you guys is overthinking a good thing or a bad thing so let's talk about that for a minute so a lot of times when we overthink you know our desire to overthink you know what's the true desire our desire is for control over our lives right so our desire for control over our lives can lead to these thoughts taking over our minds taking over our minds guys right leaving us in an exalted state of anxiety for the days to come, right? So when you try to take control of your life, right? That's what you're doing when you're overthinking, when you overthink too much. Like we're not talking about if you just, it's okay to overthink a little bit, right? So one last question I was gonna ask you guys before I really hone in on that point, you know, do you overthink at all, right? 
uh, the same questions I've really been asking you guys. What what do you overthink about? Right. I would really like to know what do you overthink about? Like you can write in the comment section. Let's pray together, man. Like you struggle with overthinking. And then do you dwell on your problems, right? And not just that, do you endlessly, passively, and excessively ponder the meanings and causes and potential consequences of your problems, right? So this is what happens when you overthink, right? So a certain amount of self-evaluation can be good. So this is what overthinking is. Overthinking is really self-evaluation. Uh, it's uh, examining yourself like the Bible says, right? Testing yourself to see if you're in the faith. That's perfect. Like, you know, you should do that. Like to an extent, yes, I do that all the time. I'm a thinker. I told you I'm a thinker. So I'm always thinking about, you know, how can I best uh, place myself in this life the way and position myself in every area of life the way God wants me to, right? Is, am I in God's will in this area of life, right? And if I'm not, I'm trying to align myself to be where he wants me to be and where he placed me to be, right? So that's what my career choice with who I marry, like I'm analyzing everything. I'm I'm thinking about and pondering everything. And that's great. You should do that. A lot of people just go through life aimlessly, never thinking. Like they just do stuff on a whim. That is not the Christian way. Like you need to pray. You need to fast. You need to really consider and count the cost of everything you do in this life. And in order to do that, you got to think before you act, right? You got to, that's why you got a mind. You got to use, use your mind, right? So yeah, a certain amount of self-evaluation can be good. We should have insight to ourselves, our motives, and our choices and our actions. We should keep aware of the ways we minimize our sin, right? There's consequences of sin. You can't just sin and then think nothing's going to happen to you, right? There's consequences for every action in life, right? So you got you to gotta be certain that you want the consequences that you're about to get. Like, for example, I told you I was a virgin for 26 years. If I wasn't a virgin for 26 years, I'm telling you, little Sean, before 26, no, he could not handle, no, he could not handle sex or nothing. Women, no. So I'm glad I, I waited that long. So, uh, yeah, but you don't minimize sin. Like, you guys get where I'm going at, man. You don't minimize, um, yeah, I'll just leave it at that. So, yeah, what other ways, how can we also uh, self-evaluate ourselves and self-examine ourselves? We ought to know the idols that reign in our hearts, right? So we you know, what led to you to that sin, right? It's, it was an idol that reigned in your heart. We need to know the temptations we're prone to give into. You know, if you don't ever examine yourself, you're not going to know stuff like that. You're not going to know the idols that's in your heart. You're not going to know the temptations that you that you have and all that stuff. But sometimes we go too far, right? The more you think, the more you despair, right? Thinking too much can lead you to even more negative thoughts, right? So many of us believe that when we feel down about something, we should try to evaluate our feelings and our, and our situation from every angle to attain insight and find solutions to relieve our happiness. But uh, research in the last 20 years indicate and show us that dwelling on our thoughts like this creates negative outcomes. It sustains or worsens sadness, fosters negative thinking, depletes motivation, saps our energy interferes with our concentration and typically impairs our own problem solving. So it keeps you from even solving a problem. It keeps you from even moving and progression. You guys going on that. This is what happens when you overthink, right? So we need to be cautious of and, and be on a lookout for overthinking and too much self-evaluation, right? 
So there's a great wisdom in knowing our tendencies and being mindful of them and resisting them. Overthinkers can be prone to spiritual depression, right? This is what happens when you overthink too much. It can lead to spiritual depression, right? It's good to evaluate ourselves. We should have insight into our own thoughts and actions, but we cross the line when it becomes all we think about, right? So, you know, while it may feel impossible to escape the shackles of overthinking, I'm here to tell you that with the determination and God on your side, you can put an end to the constant barrage of bad thoughts and bad thinking, right? The wonderful thing about having a relationship with God is we're never alone in our struggle, right? So there's plenty of scripture verses that God enlightens us on when it comes to how to overcome overthinking, which is the title of this video. You know, God wants nothing more than for you to surrender your worries, your overthinking to him and to trust in his control so that he can finally let you experience his all-compressing peace that is unlike anything we've ever felt before, right? So guys, like God knows more about our hearts than we do, right? So when we try to fight this battle alone, it's stupid. Why? Because God knows everything. God created everything. And that matter of fact, he knows the future, the past, the present. He knows everything. He knows how it's going to end. He knows how it started. He knows the in-betweens. He knows everything. So it's dumb for us to try to fight this battle of our minds alone. Because let me tell you something, in this life and in this world, the devil is after your mind. And not just the devil. People are after your mind. They want your attention. They want uh, they want uh, your money. They want you. So they're going to try to program your mind to always come their way. They're going to try to program and brainwash you and do all that stuff to get you to bend to their will and to do what they want you to do instead of instead of you doing what God wants you to do. But God is giving you grace, guys. He, he is giving you everything you need right now. So God's giving you the grace. If you, if you struggle with overthinking, God's giving you the grace with all the battles you face in life. But with the battle of overthinking, he's, he's already solved that problem. He, he's already got that situated for you, right? He's already got a solution waiting for you if you struggle with overthinking. All you have to do is go to him. All you got to do is take and accept what he's trying to give you. The grace has been given, guys. There's a scripture, plenty of scripture verses talking about God's grace, how God has bestowed his grace upon you. Grace is something that isn't earned. It's not worked for. It's just given freely. It's a gift from God. It's his grace. Like none of us deserve it. And none of us even really ask for it, but it's already provided and given to us in every area of life. And so in this area of life, when it comes to the battle of your mind, that spiritual battle, God has already conquered that. So whatever you're struggling with, whatever bad thoughts and negative thoughts that's in your head, man, you already won if you go to God, <laughs> if you depend on God, if you lean on his word. See, the answers are in his word. What does his word have to say about, you know, how do you overcome overthinking, right? And so here goes a few scripture verses. You know, Matthew 11, verse 28 says, Jesus said these words, by the way. Jesus said, come unto me, all ye that are labor of, all." no, let me read it better. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. So Jesus is saying, come unto me, all ye who have a lot of burdens, who have a lot of problems, who 
have a lot of struggles and a lot of battles and they just feel overwhelmed. They're heavy laden, right? They have a load on their shoulders that they just been carrying for a long time. Guys, you don't have to carry that load no more. You can let it go. You can put it down. You can lay it down at the cross and leave it at Jesus' feet and just accept his peace. Ooh, <laughs> you guys get where I'm going at, man? You can just lay down that burden. That's what that verse says. Come unto me. All you got to do is come to Jesus. You can, you can come to Jesus and whatever is weighing you down, whatever is tiring you, whatever is making you weary, whatever is hurting you and bringing you, leading you to sorrow, That's that feels like labor. Mm-mm-mm. Your mind shouldn't be like that, should it? No. Why? Because Jesus says, and I will give you rest. You will get rest if you just lay it down. See, guys, you don't have to fight this battle no more. The battle's not yours. It belongs to the Lord. Your mind is the Lord's. <laughs> your mind doesn't even belong to you. This is a battle. This is God's battle, guys. And he's he wants you to have, uh, he wants you to conquer your minds, right? Let me let me read. Okay, I'm gonna just pull it for you guys. I'm skipping all over now. So Romans chapter 12, verse 1 through 2 says, I beseech you, therefore. This is what Paul says. I beseech you, therefore, brethren. So he's urging us. What's he urging us to do? He he's he's telling us, you need to do this, right? Beseech you, right? I, I recommend you do this, persuading us, right? I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, by the graces of God. Ooh. That's been given to you, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. How do we present our bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God? This is how you do it, right? This is how you do it. This is the video, right? And you do this by, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. In other versions, it said the continually renewing of your mind that ye may prove what is that that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of god is so what that verse is basically saying is you know we have to continually change and be transformed when it comes to our minds like our minds are continually changing and being transformed without our even knowing it and without us even doing anything really. Like you watch a lot of TV guys, your mind is continually being changed and transformed. It ain't being continually changed and transformed to the will that God wants for you. You're being conformed to this world. And the verse literally said, don't be conformed to this world, right? You need to continually be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You're going to be transformed by renewing your mind. And you're renewing your mind by allowing the Holy Spirit, by allowing God to refresh your mind. And this is why it's so important to, to go to the Bible, right? Because you can't have a you can't have be holy and acceptable unto God. You can't have, and what I'm saying that this is what I'm saying, tie this into the video today, right? You can't have a peaceful life, a peaceful mind, a, a mind of tranquility, right? That isn't overwhelmed with overthinking. If you don't renew your mind with God's peace, right? And so, yeah, let me finish uh, Matthew uh, 11, right? Because I just want to say that and I'll come back to that. So Matthew 11, verse 28 to 30 says, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. All God wants to give you is rest. If your mind's racing and you feel like you're beaten down and you can't get up and, 
And I did a bad job describing that earlier. I asked everybody earlier, uh, tell me about a time. Uh, what was the question I asked? I asked a question that, that I really want to answer for you guys. And I should have answered it. I said, tell me about a time in your life where your thoughts were moving so fast that you couldn't even breathe. You had no peace whatsoever, or you were just led down a dark path. I said, tell me about a time where you were bombarded with negative thoughts and could not put an end to the constant barrage of detrimental thoughts. So for me, that time was May after May 4th, 2018, right? That's when me and my ex broke up. And she every May, she would try to like, every May since 2015 when I dated her. So from 2015 to 2018, she would always have a, a moment in the month of May where she had to ask herself and ask herself if she wanted to be with me. It was every month. In the month of May, around her birthday, I think, and I don't remember when her birthday is, but that's what's the point. But anyways, from 2015 to 2018, yeah, she always comes to a point where in the month of May, every year, for three years, it she would come to a point where she wanted to figure out she wanted to be with me. And so, yeah, like every month around that time, I would get suicidal thoughts. Like at first it was fine the first year, but after that second year, it was just like, why, do, why does she have to ask if she want to be with me, right? Like, it was every year she had to consider and think if she wanted to be with me, right? She said, let me, I need a, I need a break. Like, let's take a break and let me think about if I want to be with you anymore, right? <laughs> so I'm already kind of, I'm not, it's hard to tell if I'm insecure, but I, I can be insecure with something, especially with my looks and stuff like that. Cause they always been called, I always been called ugly and stuff like that. So when I'm with a woman that does that, that's not good for me. Right. So yeah, basically for two years straight, I was, I was at a, in a state of suicide where I was really considering suicide because that girl was everything to me. That relationship was everything to me. That relationship was my God, my identity, right. It's what defined me in my head. And so when things ended in 2018, I actually ended it, fun fact. <laughs> I ended it because I came to the realization, thanks to God, like, I love who I am. I love who God made me to be. If somebody got a question, if they want to be with me, they shouldn't be with me, right? There should be no debate. I'm a bad member jamma. Like, there ain't no other guy in the world like me. Like, I'm a good guy. I'm a great guy. What you get right here is how I am, right? And this ain't even all of me. I'm tired. Right? I need to go to bed. And this is me with less energy. This is me at 2%. Imagine me at 100, right? <laughs> when I got energy. But anyways, like, so if a person has to ask, you know, basically that person doesn't deserve me. They have to always ask if they would want to be with me. And then tell me, like, you know, like, and give me those negative thoughts in my head. Like, I already got negative thoughts in my head. I don't need no more from my wife, from, from the person I'm trying to be with. And I'm be with all the time. No, that no, that's unacceptable. So yeah, I I figured out that I deserve more. I deserve better. So I, I had to end things with her, right? So when things ended with her, that's all I could think about was my relationship with her. You know, did I do the right thing? I was laying. Asked asked everybody to picture this at the very beginning of the video. I asked everybody. You know, you just crawled into a bed after what seemed like a great day. You turn off the lights. You close your eyes and you prepare for a peaceful doze into sleep. And then overthinking begins. Well, you know when that happened for me in 2018, 
for six months. I still remember when things ended with my girlfriend. My dad, first thing my dad said to me was, you know, after six months, you'll be okay. After six months, like he's like, yeah, after six months, you're not even gonna remember, man. He's like, you're gonna have another girl, you're gonna be you're gonna be smiling, everything's gonna be peaceful. He said, you're not even gonna remember this. And I was like, man, that like I couldn't even fathom how that could happen, right? In 2018, after May 4th, 2018, guys, like, I couldn't go to sleep. Like, every night, I think I got, like, two hours of sleep or three hours of sleep for at least two months. Like, it got better and better as the months went by. But after that breakup, guys, like, I'm just in bed trying to go to sleep. And even when I do go to sleep, I only sleep for, like, 10, 25 minutes, maybe an hour, and then I can't sleep the rest of the night because, like, have so many thoughts just constantly barraging my brain, like just bombarding my my thought process. Like I was thinking so much, I couldn't even sleep. I had no rest. I was heavy laden, guys, in my brain, man. And that's probably you guys. Like that's probably you. Like is that does that describe your situation? So, yeah, guys. Jesus said to us, "Come unto me." all you that labor and heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Like, Jesus can give you rest, guys. Like, Jesus is the answer. He's always the answer. Okay, spoiler alert. So if you feel, if you constantly have a negative thoughts like that and being barraged with thoughts like that, God is only giving you an opportunity. When you get problems like that in life or any kind of problems, but especially that one, God is giving you an opportunity to talk to him. He's presenting you an opportunity to get to know him at an even deeper level, right? And all you got to do is go to him and he can give you rest. He wants to give you rest and peace, man. I really want to read Matthew 11, 11, 28 to 30. But guys, the main scripture verse for this video, all right, the main one is Philippians 4, 6 through 9. Like you guys, when, when you have problems in life, the word of God is there to give you the answers to the test, to give you the answers to your problems, the solutions, right? God's word is literally telling you how to fight these battles in life. And all you got to do is go to it. His peace is there, right? This is Philippians 4, 6 through 9. Get this, guys. It says, do not worry about anything. So do not be anxious. Do not be fretful. Do not. Let me share my screen, guys. You guys got to see the, see the verse while I tear this up. Man. All right. So do not be anxious. Do not be worried. Do not be overthinking right, about anything, right? Don't be stressed out about anything in this life. Why? How, God? I'm stressful. I'm stressed out right now. I, I can't go to sleep because I'm overthinking. Is this you? Right? Don't worry about anything. But instead, instead, pray about everything. You want to get rid of your stress and your uh, overthinking and your negative thoughts and your worry, pray about everything, right? Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. So why would you thank him? You thank him, praise precedes victory, guys. You got to praise God before you can get what God wants you to do, before you can get what God wants you to get, right? And like, that's, that's so many uh, stuff, but I've made a Twitter thing, man. Like, there's so much I want to tell you guys, but I'm not organized right now. But anyways, I made a uh, an Instagram post talking about that, and it's the Instagram post, the Twitter post that I posted was: when you enter God's presence with praise, He enters 
your circumstances with power, right? So praise precedes victory. If you want the victory, you got to praise God. You got to thank God before it happens. You got to have faith. That's having faith that God can do what he said he can do. God can do the impossible. God can do it, and you don't need to see it. You just have faith that he already done did it, right? That's what faith is. Faith is not seeing what you want to see. It's believing it before you even see it. That's the that's what faith is, right? So don't say you have faith in God if you got to see it to believe it, right? Don't say you got faith in God if you can't praise him before it happens. Praise him in the hallway before he opens that door, right? So you, like for me, for example, I can give you plenty of times in my life where I had to praise God before it happens. And here goes me praising God before it happens. I ain't married yet, but I have faith and I praise God I'm be married next year to my fiance, my Alexis Evans. I'm gonna have six kids, guys, six kids. I may even get 12, if God willing. But anyways, like, that's what I'm calling. I'm gonna buy a house next year. I don't have these things, but I know it's gonna happen. All I gotta do is have faith in it and believe it. I'm gonna praise God before it even happens. So tell God what you need and thank him for what he has done. This is what I need, right? I need to be married. I need to be booed up with my wife 24 seven. I need to be living with her right? My Alexis Evans, my fiance, my baby. So tell God what you need, guys. What are you worried about? What are you overthinking about? I told you what I overthink about. I overthink about women, all the women I done missed out about, all the women that I let go and I didn't entertain. I could have had for myself, right? I could have had all of them, right? That's a lie from the devil, man. Like, <laughs> what is that going to do for me? Is that going to satisfy me? Is that what I need? No, Right. That's what the world tell me I need. I don't need that. I need what God wants me to have. Right. So tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done because he's going to do it, guys. So just tell him what you need. He's going to do it. Right. So there's no need to worry because he's already did it for you. Right. So then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. Right. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Guys, you're overthinking. You have negative thoughts and bad thoughts because you're not guarding your minds, right? Because if you allow just all these thoughts to captivate you and keep you hostage and and <laughs> to have you as a prisoner instead of you taking those thoughts prisoner and taking those thoughts captives, like the Bible says, you can't have peace. You can't, you're not going to have God's peace, right? So this peace, it exceeds anything we can understand. It exceeds human understanding. It's God's willing to give us peace when it doesn't even make sense for it makes sense for us to have peace, right? You can experience God's peace, his rest. This is why I want to read Philippians 4 6, because man, Jesus said in Matthew 11, verse 28, you know, he wants to give you rest. Do you have rest? Is your mind a restful and peaceful place to be? Is your mind a place a place of calmness? and stillness, and tranquility. Guys, come on. Come on. This is what God wants you to have. You can have it at any moment in your life. You don't got to wait for it. You, you don't got to wait for your situation to work out for you to be, have a peaceful life. God, you can have a peaceful life right now. So then you experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus, man. God will guard your hearts and minds if you just go to him, <laughs> I'm turning this verse up. Let me stop. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on. God, it's so good. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Is this what you're thinking about? 
Do you ponder and only think about and fix your mind, focus your mind on these things? This is the Bible, guys. You you struggling on like you better go to the Bible, man. I'm telling you, this is what I had to do when when I broke up with my ex in 2018 after May 4th. I had to go to God more than I ever went to him before. And I go to him a lot. So I needed him more than ever. And that's what God's calling you. He's calling you to come to him, to receive his rest, to receive his peace. All you got to do is come, come to Jesus. God is always readily available for you. All you got to do is go to him, right? So, and, and when you go to him, man, he's going to fix your thoughts on what's true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable and noble. And when he does that, guys, you're going to be able to sleep. You're going to be able to have rest. You're going to be have peace. You're not going to be overthinking, right? So that woman that commented uh, and asked me the question on social media, like, how do I stop overthinking? That's what she was essentially asking, right? You got to fix your mind. There's so many answers I'm going to give, and I haven't even gotten to them yet, guys, but you got to fix your mind on what's good and pleasing and acceptable on the guys. You know, Romans 12, we read that, right? You got to put your mind on what is true. What is right? See, the devil's lying to everybody. He's lying and giving everybody negative thoughts about themselves, about their careers, about their life, saying you're a nobody and you're overthinking. Guys, I was overthinking too. I was overthinking about all the women I missed out on, all the women that I want to be with. When I already got the perfect one, I've been waiting on my whole life. That woman, all those times I turned down all those women for the one woman I've been waiting on my whole life my fiance right now, right? She's the one, hands down. She's perfect. More than exceeding, in, she's exceeding all the expectations and exceedingly and abundantly more than I could ever fathom, right? That's what God did. So I got what I finally want. And I'm still wanting all the women ever now. <laughs> but like, I don't need it. This, I have peace right now for a reason. Because God is good. You guys going going about, you, you guys going saying, let me finish Philippians 4, 6 through 9. So think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Mm-mm. We got to think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Keep putting into practice all you learned and received from me, everything you heard from me and saw me doing. Then the God of peace will be with you. These are Paul's words, man. Paul basically saying, read the Bible, study the Bible, know the Bible. You know, put the things in the Bible that you read into practice. Put all you learn into practice. Put what I'm saying into practice, guys, right? Then the peace of God will be with you. It could be with you, right? You got to go to Jesus in order to get it, man. Jesus said in Matthew 11, verse 28 to 29, you know, take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest for your souls, man. Is your soul at peace? Is your soul content? Is your soul satisfied? Satisfied. Jesus can help you to be satisfied. How? You know, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Jesus can lighten up that load for you. Jesus can make whatever's burdening you that's labor and work for you, that's too stressful for you, too overwhelming, and is too much a barrage of bad thoughts and everything like that. Jesus can make that yoke easy. You're yoked up with Jesus if you're a believer. Then to be yoked up with Jesus means that you're stuck with him, right? And to be yoked up, you, yoked up analogy, let's just do it really fast. Uh, in the Bible, in ancient time periods, and even in this time period, you'll yoke a, an older ox with a young ox just so 
there's a balance, right? And you do that so that they can cultivate the garden and cultivate the harvest and cultivate the soil, right? Instead of a human being doing it, because we can't get as deep, because we're not as strong, we get tired. So you get two ox to do it. And so the older ox just guides the younger ox to follow the farmer and to do what the farmer wants them to do, which is to harvest and where to go in the harvest and where to plow, right? And so um, they're equally balanced. They have to be equally balanced and equally weight. You don't yoke an ox with a donkey. You don't yoke an ox with a horse. Like the two unbalanced. Like one would be stronger than the other, weighing the other one down. The other one's being dragged. Like they're not equally yoked. Are you equally yoked with Jesus? Like, Yes, because Jesus knows your heart. He knows what you need. He can guide you in life. He knows what the farmer wants, God, and what the harvest should be, your life. Like, he knows where to take you, where to guide you, where to go take, you know, where the good pasture is. All you got to do is follow him, right? He's going to tell you where to go, right? So his yoke is easy and his burden is light. Just be yoked up to him. Don't be yoked up to anybody else. If you're yoked up to anybody else, that's how you overthink, right? So it's so much, guys. I'm sorry. Like, I just, there's just so much to tell you guys with this. I wish I had energy so I can know and just really have read this outline so I know where to go. I haven't done this in so long. But anyways, guys, if you tend to overthink, know yourself, know your tendencies, and most of all, know the truth. That Jesus died for, you know, your what if anxieties, and He won't let you fall into despair when you cling to His precious promises. So, like I was saying, guys, with the scripture verses that I read and everything I'm throwing out, throwing out, out with you guys, that you know, when you rest on God's word on His promises, you it's impossible to fall into despair when it comes to your the overthinking of your mind. Like, yes, you'll overthink with your mind. All right, this is life. Like you're gonna have struggles. We're sinners. Like we're gonna fall. We're gonna fail. But the righteous fall seven times, but they get up eight. You wanna how you get up, right? You wanna how you don't stay down? You gotta go to God's word, man, and cling to what Jesus said and what God promised and in his peace so he can help you through the what of anxieties. Jesus already died on the cross for that, for whatever you're struggling with. That's what I was trying to say earlier. He's already paved a way for you to whatever you think that's not gonna pan out and work for you, whatever you're worried about and stressed about. There's already an answer for it. All you got to do is rely and trust in him and have faith in him, guys. And so know that truth. Know that truth above all the lies that, that, that your brain will constantly tell you that you're not going to make it out of this situation. You know, you should have slept with all those women. Now you're not going to have any, Sean. Like, you know, you, uh, oh, yeah, another good one for me is just like, you know, not doing everything perfectly in college. Like I should have majored in I should have just went ahead and did preaching if I knew I was going to preach so I could be even better and be doing even more and actually be doing that as a career. And that's what I can just pour into that. Like my social media pages, you know, teaching the Bible and teaching like I do now and doing videos like this. But what have, could have, should have, don't get the job done. Right. That's overthinking. You know, be content with what you have in this life right now. That's tranquility, contentment, you know, being satisfied, having a peaceful mind. Is that you? You can have it, but you got to go to Jesus for that, guys. You know, he's already has the answer for your what if anxieties, man. So God looks at us and sees our Savior. So we're not perfect. We struggle. But that's what God does. He's already done giving us the grace, right? So even though our thoughts aren't perfect, even though our thoughts aren't right, even though, man, some of our thoughts look like hell, like the photo I showed earlier, right? It looked like Bambi dead 
gnats everywhere on Bandy, flies everywhere, ugliest creatures ever. And then you see uh, in the water trash, you see maggots, you see the grass, the, the ponds brown. It's not a beautiful garden, right? It's not a beautiful valley. But um, God looks at us and sees Jesus still, even though our mindset, even though we're not at a place that we should be at mentally, right? We're not pleasing and acceptable. But because of our faith in Christ, right? He sees us and looks at us and sees Jesus. So God hears our thoughts and accepts Christ's perfect thoughts in our place, right? When you believe in him as your savior. So God's grace doesn't depend on your thoughts about him, right? But on his thoughts towards you, right? So yeah, I just want to throw that out there. And then also, you know, God cares for you guys. God cares about what goes through your mind. Like your mind is not just some small thing, small insignificant thing. Like it's okay. I can lay anything in. No, like you need to take captive every thought. Like God really cares about what's in your heart, your mind, and your soul. Like, all right, first Peter chapter five, verse six in the amplified version, it reads this casting all your cares. We should cast all our cares, right? All your anxieties, all your worries, and all your concerns once and for all on him. For he cares about you with deepest affection and watches over you very carefully. God cares for you guys. Like this isn't a small feat, right? Your mind is powerful and God wants you to have the best mind ever. Like I'm not going to short, short, uh, short circuit it. Like I'm such a nerd. Like, <laughs> like in the Bible, it talks about the thoughts we should have and what we shouldn't have. And we've done talked about that throughout the whole video. You know, there are multiple things that a person could overthink about, right? So do you generally think about what is good, lovely, pure, and right, and admirable, and noble, like we talked about in Philippians 4, 6 through uh, 9? You know, do, do you, or are your thoughts, you know, flawed and frustrating, unfair, and wrong? This is this video, right? How do you overcome overthinking? You know, day to day, do you tend to overthink and under pray, right? How often do you express gratefulness? So with Philippians 4, 6 through 9, I didn't really talk about it. I should have talked about it with when I was on that uh, verse. And I talked about it a little bit. But, you know, you got to be content with whatever situations you are in in life. So that's why I find my, that's one of the solutions to how to overcome overthinking for me. And maybe that's a solution for you as well. And it's universal. But one way to solve overthinking and not overthink is to express gratefulness, like to thank God, to praise God anyways. Like, does things have to be good and perfect for you to praise God or does, or can you praise God when things are bad and awful and not going your way? Right. Can you praise God when your thoughts and your mind isn't right? Or can you only praise God when your thoughts and your minds are positive and good? Like, no, God wants you to praise him all the time. Is he not worthy of praise, right? We should be grateful and thankful all the time because is God not going to do it? Has he not brought you out of things before? And has he not brought you out of so many things that you still got things to thank him for that he even brought you for? I mean, you know, brought you from already. Like, there's so much to thank God for. Have you thanked God for everything? You know, every single thing he's done for you, right? So, yeah, man, like we tend to overthink. And we tend to underpray, right? There's a lot to pray about. Are you praying about it? Because if you're not praying about it, apparently you don't really want it, right? So you're worried, you're overthinking, but are you praying about it, man? Tell God what you need. 
and thank him for all he's done. Then you'll experience God's peace. That's Philippians 4, verse 6 and 7, right? So you see how this is coming into play now, guys? So everything's coming together, man. So the reason why you're overthinking is because you you don't have the right, you're not, you're not doing it right, man. Like, that's the best way to put it. And all of us have to work on it. It's a constant thing we all have to work on. So yeah, that's really one thing I want to say, too. Um, I'm going to just get to it. It's somewhere at the end. But basically, I'm going to use an analogy with you guys, man. Like, we see this quote all the time. I know you guys know it. You know, your mind's a garden. Your thoughts are seeds. You can grow flowers or you can grow weeds, right? Everybody knows that quote, right? So, you know, how do you overcome overthinking? Ask God to help you let go of the situation. So whatever that situation is, is, you know, you need to ask God to help you let go of the situation and to surrender it to him to give you the strength to trust in his perfect control. I said earlier that a lot of times we overthink because we're trying to take control of our lives. Like I do that a lot. And I know you do too. If you are, if you struggle with overthinking, you love to plan out your life with your mind. I do it all the time. Like, especially with stocks, like, is this stock really good for me? I'm invested in Facebook. I'm invested in Tesla now. I'm invested in Palantir. Like, I know these investments are going to pan out. But like, dang, like, <laughs> I'm in the negative. Like, then the stock market crash. So I could overthink about that, but I really don't. But if I did, oh my gosh, so if I thought about it way too much, I would overthink it. And then it would just lead me down to despair. You can't over. In order to not overthink, you got to lose lose the control. You don't have control over everything. You can't control everything, right? You can't do everything. You can't have everything, right? You got to let stuff go, right? You got to let it go. Let go and let God, right? So, like, yeah, man, God's in complete control. That's you, like, you know? So I'm trying to really paint a good picture. You guys, I think you guys feel what I'm saying, though. So I'll, I'll just leave it at that. I'll let God just talk. Man. So, yeah. So even though you let things go, that doesn't mean everything's going to be peaceful automatically, right? Like, you don't have control over everything. You can't fix everything, right? And when you when it comes to the overthinking and those negative thoughts, guys, like, it's not going to go away quickly, right? Like, I told you guys when I had – the worst time of my life with bombarding thoughts. And after May 4, 2018 with uh, my ex, when we broke up, like all them bad thoughts coming to my head, like suicidal thoughts, like my relationship over with her, like she going to be with somebody else, is she with somebody else right now? Like, um, yeah, did I mess up? Did I do the right thing? Like getting rid of her and um, should, I, should I go back to her? Like, you know, like just negative thoughts, man. Constantly, like, am I ever gonna find love again? Like, <laughs> like those kind of whatever you're overthinking about, it may not be a quick fix, right? It may not happen as soon as you think it should. Like, you're not those thoughts will probably be in your head for a while, right? It takes a while to get better, you know. But don't give up, right? That's my that's my hope for you. That's my uh, advice to you guys, right? So. You know, I'm using an analogy for you guys, you know, pulling out weeds, like with that quote, you know, your mind's a garden, your thoughts are seeds, you can grow flowers or you can grow weeds. So, you know, using that analogy, right, of a garden, 
pulling out weeds of you know out of a garden takes time, right? And you may miss a few the first time when you start pulling out weeds and you don't see them till later because they were hiding and then they show up later, you know, after growing a little bit more, after growing a little bit more. So like you still got to pull them, right? So weeds always come back, right? And then on top of that, you know, cultivating, working and tending a garden takes work. It's not always easy. You know, it takes consistency. It, it isn't something that occurs, you know, temporarily or sometimes like no it occurs daily almost like actually it is daily right so it's a never-ending work you guys know what i'm saying so like to take control and ownership of your mind your mind like that's a daily battle that's not something that goes away like if you struggle overthinking this isn't just something you win one day and then whew, i'm done like I'm, I'm free no like you gotta fight Fight the good fight of faith. That's what Paul's talking about. That's one of the many ways we got to fight the good fight of faith, guys. So, um, yeah, man, I'm skipping all over the place. There's like, I had so much to tell you guys, but main verse I want to say to you guys, I should just start off with my main verses. My main verses was Philippians 4, 6 through 9. And my other one actually was 2 Corinthians um, 10 through 5. Like these two verses are the meat of overthinking. Like you want to overcome overthinking, go to these two verses, right? So in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5, it reads, uh, we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself. Let me show my screen. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. You guys get that? So let me read. Let me read what the definition of pretension is. I'm just curious. Man. What do y'all think pretension is? So pretension. Some synonyms to pretension is aspiration, claim, assertion, pre pretense, profession, a claim or assertion or claim of something. The use of affection to impress. Pretension. Okay, we demolish arguments in every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. Every claim, aspiration, profession, heirs of opinion, hypocrisy. Okay, we 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 take captive and demolish those thoughts. So the world order, what the world got to say, those lies in your head, you know, what the world says about black people, and I'm black, we're dark skinned people, and I'm dark skinned. You know, fat people, what the world say about fat people. Like, we demolish every argument and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. Because, you know, we're all fearfully and wonderfully made, right? We're all beautiful in his sight, in his eyes. We are all made in his image. So we need to love who we are, right? And appreciate what he's what he's doing, right? So we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ, right? So, yeah, so what I'm trying to say to you guys is when it comes to take your thoughts captive, what does that mean? Like, it basically means we need to be careful what thoughts you allow to fester and accumulate and regulate and, and just come into your mind, right? And I'm, I'm currently in Nehemiah chapter 4, verse 7 through 9. That's the study I'm in in my Sunday school classes at my dad's church. And um, 
like we're we're really in Nehemiah chapter three. We're about to go to Nehemiah chapter four. But that my whole point of doing a Sunday school lesson was actually Nehemiah chapter four. That's why I wanted to do it. So in Nehemiah chapter four, verse seven through nine, it says, uh, but when Samballat, Tobiah, and the Arabs and the Ammonites and the people of Ashdod heard that the repairs of Jerusalem's walls had gone ahead and that the gaps were being closed, they were very angry. So the whole book of Nehemiah chapter four is just talking about barriers and setting up barriers and setting up boundaries and setting up guardrails, setting up protection, right? Around the city of God against the enemies of God. Mm. So like, we need to take every thought captive that's against your temple, against God's temple, against what God wants for you and expanding his kingdom, you know, in your life and in other people's lives around you, right? And this is what it's talking about. Like the walls need to be rebuilt, right? The walls of protections, the gateways, the gates need to go back up, you know, so nothing can just enter and come in, right? Because we got to have uh, barriers. We got to have boundaries. We got to uh, restrict things that should be in the city and should not be in the city. That should be in God's city. That shouldn't be in God's city. You guys know what I'm saying? We got to close the gaps, right? The gaps, guys. So, yeah. Uh, verse eight of Nehemiah chapter four, verse seven to nine. They all uh, they all plotted together to come and fight against Jerusalem and stir up trouble against it. Mm -mm. But we prayed to our God and posted a guard day and night to meet this threat. This is what Nehemiah did. Nehemiah said, uh, "Sam, Ballot, Tobiah, and all the enemies, Gisham, like they started getting their whole nations, the Arabs, the Ammonites, and the." Uh, as dodge they got all these other people all these other nations to go against the israelites and their project to rebuild the wall and they plotted together to come and fight against jerusalem and to stir up trouble against it but you want to know what happened nehemiah and the israelites prayed right and how do you receive god's peace in the midst of you struggling with overthinking and negative thoughts and everything you pray to god you post guard guys nehemiah didn't just talk and pray right? He acted. He didn't just pray about it. He did something about it, right? So you can't just pray. You got to act. You got to fight, right? It said in the book of Nehemiah that they were rebuilding the walls with uh, a spatula in their hand or something like that, and then a sword. So they had a sword of God, which, right, is the word of God is the sword of God. So they had their sword, and then they had their building tool to build the wall and then be ready to fight, to be on guard day and night against the threat. There's a threat in your life. And the threat is anything that's making you depressed, making you, uh, in, feeling you and, and putting you in a state of grief, just making you have suicide thoughts, just those negative thoughts in your head. The overthinking, guys. You guys get what I'm going at. You got to place guard. You got to take those thoughts captive. Like those thoughts right now are your prison. Those thoughts have you captive. But you need to have your thoughts captive. Like you should be living in victory. You shouldn't be living in defeat. Like you shouldn't be living in despair. Like God called you to be an overcomer. He didn't call you to be some person being beat down and losing battles and can't fight. Like, no, you got to fight. Fight the good fight of faith. You got to fight for your mind, guys. Right? So this is the video. How do you overcome overthinking? You got to fight. You got to take your thoughts captive. Not every thought not every thought is good for you, right? That's that's something I wanted to say uh, on, on the video. I had that point. But, yeah, not every thought deserves your attention. 
Not every thought should be marinated on, and not every thought is good for you. So anytime an ancient thought enters your mind, imagine crumbling it up, right, and casting it under God, right? So imagine crumbling it up, those negative thoughts, and casting it under God for him to take care of it. Because like I said, the battle isn't yours. It belongs to God. Like a lot of people try to fight this battle by themselves in the flesh. Like, guys, you weren't meant to. That's why you're overthinking. That's why you feel overwhelmed because you're trying to do the work. When God already done, did the work for you, all you got to do is believe it and have faith in it and cast it under him. Lay it down, right? Then you receive his rest. You got to crumble it up and throw out the trash, right? With those negative thoughts of trash, throw it out, right? So little by little, you'll start to see that rather than acting as glue for overthinking thoughts, your mind will be more like rubber as you immediately to give any thought that enters your mind over to God, trusting completely in his control. You guys get it? So you can be rubber or you can be glue, right? You can be glue for your uh, negative thoughts or you can be rubber for your negative thoughts, right? You're bad thinking, you're overthinking. Be rubber, my friend. Like, so like let it bounce off because it's going to come, guys. Like, you're never going to, in this world, in this life, you're never going to have a mind that's just never going to have a negative thought. Like, it's always going to come. It's going to be somebody saying something negative to you. It's always going to happen. You got negative people in this world. You got haters. They're going to say something, right? That's going to get to you, right? It's going to happen. No matter how much you try to tune people out, you're never around people or anything like that. It happens, right? So you can be, either be glued to that or you can be rubber, right? You got to let the word of God be the only thing, the only gateway to your mind. You got to let the word of God be the only thing that gets to you, that gets in you. Everything else, you got you to be like rubber with, right? Not glue. So you guys get it, man. You got to guard your mind, right? So, you know, what should we do when we find ourselves overthinking? You know, we don't have to listen to ourselves, right? We can speak the truth of God's word to our hearts for the word has the power to change and transform us. Like I said in Romans chapter 12, verse one through nine, the word can change and transform us or the world can. So do not be conformed to the matter of this world. When I say the world, those negative thoughts, those bad thoughts, it's from the world. It ain't from God. Stop that. God will only tell you what's good for you. God will only tell you what's peaceful and what's admirable and noble for you, right? So go to God, guys. You want rest for your soul. You want peace. You don't want to have those negative thoughts anymore. You got to go to God. That's This is what the Bible's talking about, guys. This is the answer. So how do you overcome negative thoughts? You know, lose, uh, lies lose their power in the face of truth. God's word is truth. This is one way to take captive those thoughts and to overcome uh, negative thinking and overthinking, right? So in order to fight those lies of the world, you know, go to God's word, which is truth, right? Lies lose their power in the face of truth. And we need to know God's word by heart so that it is always on the tip of our tongue, ready for us to fire at the lies we hear around us, especially those within our hearts. You guys get it? So when it comes to overthinking, we need to rebuke and correct ourselves with the truth of what Jesus has done, what he's doing, and what he will do, right? Because it's already been done. It's already settled. You already won. But you got to receive it. You got to accept it. You got to fight. You got to be on guard. You got to take it captive yourself. No, you, you got to 
You got to allow God to take it captive for you by going to him, right? Because he can do it. But you got to go to him, guys. Come to me, all you who are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Do you want it? Do you receive it? So that's the video, guys. I think I said all my points. It took forever to get there. But um, there's a lot I didn't share with you before. But, yeah, what we learned, man, like you want to overcome overthinking with Philippians 4, verse 6 through 9. Is, we talked about Philippians 4, 6 through 9. But, um, you know, with that, those verses, it says, don't worry about anything. Pray about everything and thank God for everything. Right. So you want to overcome overthinking. That's how you do it, man. And then um, here goes some profound questions for you guys. That actually apply. It's a life application question. So, you know what? You know, I just want you to picture a life your life if it was like this, right? So what if when we found ourselves worrying, we stopped and handed the situation over to God and pray? You know, what if then, what if we thank God for, you know, what if we thank God for taking care of the issues that we're facing right now, right? Instead of overthinking, instead of worrying, instead of those negative thoughts, you know, what if we spent most of our mental free time today thinking about what good care our awesome God takes care of us. You know, what if we counted our blessings and God's act of faithfulness today and again tomorrow and next week too? What if, you know, what if that happened instead? You know, Paul says in verse seven of Philippians four, verse uh, six through nine, but in Philippians four, verse seven, Paul says, we will begin to experience God's amazing peace, a kind of peace we can't even imagine, peace that makes no earthly sense. You know, this kind of peace is powerful. That is, it has protective uh function on our hearts and our minds which only makes it easier for us to stop worrying and be thankful so this is what god wants for you man like how do you overcome overthinking i think i answered that question pretty well so uh guys you know the uh like i said this was a me answering somebody's question on twitter to forever get there i'm so tired like next time i'm gonna do this when i got energy because then it'll be way better but yeah it was this person's uh question on on twitter she asked me that she she said she was struggling with overthinking and she's always struggled with overthinking her whole life and she just has a hard time of letting God take control and that's the problem with overthinking now allowing God to be God and you trying to be God and when you overthink things too much you're trying to be God right that's why it's, you feel so overwhelmed and drained and you feel like you can't move you can't breathe all those things because you're not being who God called you to be. And that is his child going to your father and asking him for help and letting him help you and guide you and give you the peace and the rest for your soul that you're young, longing for in the midst of what you're going through. Right. Because like she said, you know, you know, she's not letting God take control and show her what's wrong and what's right. Right. And when and that's that's great that she can even pick up on that because. Yeah, when you're not allowing God to take control and you're and you're you're going down a wrong path of overthinking, you're not gonna be able to discern what's right and what's wrong because there's gonna be so many thoughts that, bomb, that bombard you, right? But you can get away from those the bombardment and the overwhelmingness of just all those uh negative thoughts coming at you if you just lay it down at the cross and you just Allow God to just tell you what you need to hear instead of all the lies that are coming through your head, man, of overthinking, man. Like, it's just, you can't live like that, man. Like, yes, you got to, uh, 
examine yourselves and evaluate your life and discern right from wrong. Yes, that is true. But you can't do it all yourself, man. You got to go to God's word and let his word speak to you, too. So, uh, yeah, she says, some days I can't seem to pull myself out of my thoughts. But God can't. You got to let God do it for you. you you're right. You can't. I can't either. But God can. So and it only leads you to anger when you keep on trying to do that, man. So it's going to lead you to resentment. It's going to lead you to suicide thoughts. It's going to lead you down a dark path, like I said earlier. It's going to lead you down paths you never could have dreamed of you being put in. And paths you even thought and told yourself you would never go down. But you went down because you refused you know, you just allow those over the overthinking to get to you, man. So you guys know what I'm trying to say. So yeah, just just be in a constant state of lo being lost if you don't do things God's way. So yeah, that's the video, guys. Just overthinking. So yeah, I've heard you guys enjoyed it, man. I'm going to bed, man. It is now 1 12 a.m. in Nashville, Tennessee, my joy, Tennessee, where I live. So yeah, I'm going to bed. So here goes my social media platforms. My YouTube channel, podcast, upload past crossroads. Thanks for tuning in, especially you watch the video all the way through make sure to go to my youtube channel like and comment on all my videos turn on the post notifications so you know when i upload another video and then also uh if you got any questions man just write in the comment section or message me on the rest of my social media platforms you know sean christopher jenkins my facebook and linkedin page thanks for tuning in if you're streaming from there live appreciate you uh and then also on my twitter snap instagram and tiktok at uh, at trouble don't last you know, thanks for streaming. If you're streaming from those platforms, you know, follow me on those. Uh, like all my posts because I post amazing posts and turn on the post notifications. I post every single day. And then my other Instagram page, my underscore day underscore Bible. I'm live on there. So like all those videos, follow me on the, I mean, like all those uh, videos in uh, Instagram posts. And yeah, my Tumblr page, Trouble Don't Last Number One. But yeah, guys, uh, you know, this video, I talked about a lot of stuff, man. I'll, I'll make sure to add cards and stuff to the video, but here goes me with a high top. Uh, you know, I did a video that relates to this, and it's called, you know, guard your heart, right? You know, guard your heart, and that's tied in with guarding your mind, right? What we talked about today. So check out that video on my YouTube channel, Upwards Crossroads. And then also I have a playlist of all the videos I've done on guarding your mind before and sermons eventually. And then, like I said, uh, first video, questions from social media. Like I answer a lot of people's questions from social media. So if you got any questions, just go on, my, on any one of my social media platforms, DM me and ask me whatever questions you want uh, me to do a video on. But uh, DM me on Twitter. I, I feel like, no, I get a lot of messages on Twitter. DM me on Instagram or Facebook because, yeah, I get too many uh, comments on my Twitter page. Uh, comments and uh, direct messages. All right, guys, I'm going to bed. I know you guys can tell I'm tired, but pray you guys enjoyed the video. Sorry it wasn't perfect. All right, I pray it bless somebody. <laughs> it's not a lot of people because what's the point of putting all this work and then bless nobody? But yeah, guys, you guys have a good one. Good night. Sleep tight. Don't let the bed bus bite. God bless. All right, I'm out. <laughs>